0: Welcome to Episode 96 of the Introvert Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Beth Bilo and I'm really happy to be spending this time with you today. Whether this is your first or your 96th episode, I hope you hear something that will make you smile, spark an insight, improve your business, or maybe even change your life. This episode is all about celebrating, but doing it in a way that aligns with who you are. It's not about party hats and noisemakers. It's about being open to the everyday experiences and people in our lives as a source of reasons to celebrate. I want to share two things that I'm celebrating these days. First, I'm celebrating the enthusiasm that early readers of my book, The Introvert Entrepreneur, have been sharing through email and social media. To be honest, the book didn't really become a book until it was out in the world and it was being read and enjoyed. So I really appreciate everyone who has celebrated the book's release with me. The second thing I'm celebrating is the change of seasons. It feels like a very introverted time of year, at least here in the Northern Hemisphere and in North America in particular, where the weather turns colder and the skies are darker, and it feels like it's time to hibernate. It's why we fill our spaces with twinkling lights and bright colors to balance out the darkness. So I like to acknowledge and feel gratitude for the coziness of this time of year, for lighting candles and for hoodies and scarves and for winter comfort food. While the more commercial aspects of the season can be loud and bright, there's also an opportunity to create personal spaces that are more muted, slower paced, and restorative. So let's celebrate that. I'd love to know what you're celebrating. Visit the podcast show notes for this episode at theintrovertentrepreneur.com and leave a comment about what you are celebrating. While you're there, you'll also find links to all of the resources mentioned in this conversation. A few years ago, I interviewed artist and writer Marianne Rodmacher, and that enriching conversation has continued to be one of the most downloaded podcasts of the past five years. Soon after we spoke, Marianne introduced me to her friend Sherry Reichert Bellow. She thought that we would find a spark in one another's work, and she was absolutely right. So in the spirit of celebration and gratitude, I offer up this conversation in honor of Marianne and the gift she gave Sherry and me when she connected us to one another. At the end of this episode, I'll close with some words from Marianne on living with intention. So let me introduce you to Sherry. Sherry Reichert Bellow has spent the past 20 years practicing finding the gifts in everyday life, Using disappointment, depression, and anxiety as her teachers, Sherry has developed products and practices for celebrating ourselves, the people we love, and the shape of our lives. Her company, Simply Celebrate, helps people make moments into gifts through customized tribute books and other one of a kind imaginative and impactful gifts. She also offers life coaching and inspirational books and articles. Sherry says, Life is fleeting celebrate now. Hi, Sherry. Welcome to the introvert entrepreneur podcast. I am really happy to be talking with you today. It feels like a real gift. So welcome.
1: Oh, hey, Beth, I'm so glad to be here.
0: So what's making you smile today?
1: Ah, I love that question. (laughs) Um, You know, right before this call, I was working on a project I do every year for my birthday, which is I send letters to strangers. And it is something that it's like it brings me just this amazing sense of connection to people both to the strangers I'm writing to but then people who I know or who on my subscriber list will send me the suggestions and so I feel very connected to them and they always tell me what they love about the person and it is I'm smiling right now as I'm saying it to you yeah
0: (laughs) I can hear it I can hear it and so you you ask friends for recommendations of their friends or people they know and then write to them Am I following? What I do is I usually just put
1: it out as a blog post to people who subscribe oh. to my, to celebrate. And I just say, you know, do you know somebody who, who needs a boost right now? And then some people will, and then I ask them to t- just tell me, you know, like why they need a boost and what they love about this person. And if they want it to be sent anonymously or mm-hmm. from them. Like, so sometimes they'll say like, oh, Beth, Beth tells me, you know, that you're having a really hard time. And mm. she wanted mm. me to know how much she loves you. And here's some reasons why. Just, you know, like that.
0: Oh, lovely. Thank you for sharing that. That makes me smile just listening, contemplating possibilities. Yeah, um,
1: it's just one of the things that birthdays can be kind of funny. You know, mm-hmm. I know for me, I've always had this weird mixed, you know, there's either a lot of attention or not the right kind or, mm-hmm. you know, there's just a lot of stuff around birthdays. And I, I'm so glad I started doing this because it, it kind of just really puts the focus on connection. Yeah, and I love and, that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Well, you know, I want to give our listeners some context before we jump into our conversation and ask you about where you happen to fall on the introvert-extrovert spectrum and how the awareness of where you fall on that spectrum has influenced you as an entrepreneur.
1: Mm. Yeah, you know, and I think that's such an interesting question for me because the truth of it is, is I fall on both ends, like total Mm -hmm. introvert, total extrovert, and everything in between, depending Mm -hmm. on the day and I love that your question about you know how has that influenced me and I think that the biggest thing is is that I really try to respect who I am so if you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so it's like I I make sure that I schedule a lot of solitude Mm -hmm. you know in my schedule as well as I do you know a lot of sort of retreats and events and things where I'm around a lot of people and they both sort of energize me In different ways, which is an interesting thing. And then sometimes I might have something scheduled where, you know, I I feel like I would need to be really extroverted and I'm not in that place. And I really allow myself as much as possible Mm -hmm. to respect that and Mm -hmm. to change plans accordingly. So I think that that's the biggest thing is I think it's like respecting, you know, even though I do have this business, I really want to respect who I am and how I am in any moment.
0: Yeah, because you won't have a business if you don't respect where you are at and what you need, (laughs) you know, it's like (laughs) part of being sustainable.
1: Exactly. I was just thinking, in fact, I was at an event just last week, a really, well, was fairly big, there were 100 and some people. And one of the things that I, because it's highly social, highly engaging, really fun. And at one point, though, I realized, like, I need to be alone. (laughs) So I just, I skipped one of the events that was happening in order to just go, you know, sit on the beach by myself and just have that time. And I was really proud of myself for doing that, like, because it's hard sometimes being social, you know, to step out of it.
0: Yeah. Well, you bring up a good point about acknowledging yourself, like giving yourself credit when you do that, because I hear so often that people don't, because or introverts don't in particular, because they feel guilty, or like they have to explain themselves, um, and so really respecting and then giving yourself credit sounds like a much healthier approach. Well,
1: yeah, and I think that's why I love so much of what you're doing, which is you know you you open up these beautiful conversations so that we can all know. Like, mm-hmm. hey, this is okay. You know, it's yeah. like I feel that yeah. when we share these stories, like you're always encouraging people to do, it gives us all permission.
0: Well, thank you so much for that.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you're you.
0: welcome. <laughs> so, so I want to get at kind of the, the heart of what you do and part of your, it seems like your, your calling in the world. You know, people often assume that those who feel joyful or happy feel that way because good things have happened to them. And I have a sense that you would challenge that assumption. So how did you evolve into this person that you are who makes a practice of experiencing and creating a joyful life?
1: Wow, and I thank you. I love the way that you phrased that, a practice of, because that's exactly, I have a history of anxiety and depression and was really suicidal uh, 20 some years ago. Fortunately for me, <laughs> fortunately, I was led to a meditation class and to mm-hmm. a, a Zen teacher. Mm-hmm. And I really at one point got it during the meditation that I could have a simple one moment. There was an in-breath where I realized I wasn't feeling the sort of pain and desperation and complete darkness that I had been feeling. And I, that like moment was so profound for me, Beth, that it was sort of like I realized it wasn't like this solid iron wall around me. Mm-hmm. But that there, there, there was that pinprick of light, you know, is what it felt mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it started with that simple practice of I realized, like, where can I find a pinprick of light? Where can I find a pinprick of light? You know, and it would just be, you know, holding my cat or there'd be mm-hmm. like a, a seeing a flower, what just tiniest little moments. And I started really looking for those moments to just, you know, help me get through to just really survive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and then over time, over time it became, um, I was seeing more and more of them, right? Because I was looking for them mm-hmm. and it became a definite practice of seeking those pinpricks of light. And also down the road, I really got to understand that I could create them, not just for myself, but then I started creating them for other people, which was really, I think when my whole celebration practice really took root was mm-hmm that practice. And, and so I always love to tell people the story because, you know, they think, oh, you, you're always talking about celebration. You must be naturally happy. You must, And mm-hmm. it's like, no, you know, it's not. I don't even to this day, I'm not, I'm not someone who like bounds out of bed. It's, you know, I wake up and I, I have a lot of practices that help me live a joyful mm-hmm. life and that really yeah. support me. And just, yeah, so I love the way you phrase that.
0: Oh, well, thank you and thank you for sharing that story. That's very beautiful. And, and, it's, and it's a nice reminder that we can create it, that we can practice it and that it's simply a matter of, and I shouldn't say simply because that makes it sound like it's easy, but, uh, but being mindful. I, I went to a presentation a few weeks ago with Brene Brown and she said she was doing a little bit of research on mindfulness and she found that the, the core definition of it was just paying attention it's as simple yeah. as that. She's like, wouldn't you get overstimulated or over aware and, you know, kind of go crazy from all of the mindfulness when really <laughs> it was about paying attention. And so when I, as I hear you share that, it's like those pin pricks of light come when you're paying attention.
1: Yes. Yes. And my, my Zen teacher, Sherry Huber, one of my favorite quotes of hers is the quality of our life is determined by the focus of our attention. Mm-hmm. So for me, I, that is Right, it is mindfulness and it's it's having the awareness to know that we, not all the time, not all the time, but but often we do actually have the ability to shift our attention and for me, when I was suicidal that is really what saved my life, when I started shifting my attention away from what was causing me such turmoil and pain and isolation Mm -hmm. to you know, these small pinpricks of light, I mean, I know for a fact for me, I always say this to people. and It's like, you know, that's what creates an extraordinary life are just these tiny moments. And I, yes. I really started to understand that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. And that's what it makes an extraordinary life. It makes an extraordinary business is tiny, 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 tiny little things happening over time. It's not a big break. It's lots of little tiny things that sometimes lead to, you know, a big break, but it's not even really a big break. It's another, it's maybe a bigger pinprick (laughs) and, and, uh, you know, a a little more light shining through because then we don't ascribe so many expectations to it. I think that's the other place where we can get very bogged down is in expectations and attachments. And so if we're recognizing all of those tiny little moments, then it relieves a lot of pressure, I would think.
1: Yes, I love that. I love that and you know we started this call I was telling you about my kindness project that I do for my birthday yeah. and I think it's related in that mm-hmm. um, I had a lot of really difficult birthdays when I was little there's you know a lot of expectations and I was often felt very like unseen and you know mm-hmm. not celebrated however when I started doing this project it was like each letter to me is like a way of letting go of those expectations around like what I want or what I should get mm-hmm. but it's really focusing on you know what can I give and just, I think you're so right. It's like those expectations. And I think that's a lot of, for me, what to the depression and the, the suicidal parts were was those expectations of who I should be and how I should mm-hmm. be and how other people should be and why isn't yeah. life matching up and, you know. All <laughs> yeah. of What's wrong with yeah. it?
0: <laughs> I want my money back. <laughs>
1: Right. Exactly. (laughs) No offense to Hollywood, but I feel like, you know, there's a lot, we get a lot of like setups around like how life should be. And I think for me, learning to let go of those expectations, just like you said, that's huge.
0: Yeah. Lovely. Well, I want to I shift gears for a moment and talk about, you know, something related, which is kind of expressiveness, like sort of how we do celebrate ourselves even as much as we celebrate others. And sometimes introverts can be perceived as being a little aloof or reserved or unexpressive and certainly not as expressive as the typical extrovert. But yet we've got this really rich inner life that doesn't always make mm. its way out, <laughs> you know, like all of yeah, the yeah. whatever is happening under the surface. So what would you offer to introverts who feel like they're not living as the fullest expression of themselves and and putting themselves out there that way.
1: Uh, You know, what just dropped in my mind when you said that was I was at this retreat last week and we had a dancing on the beach at sunrise.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And, you know, it just when you were talking about that, I was thinking of some people were dancing wildly around and they were dancing together and swing dancing and running in the water together. Mm -hmm. And other people were swaying slowly, you know, Mm -hmm. looking out over at the water, maybe sitting in sort of a meditative stance. And what you said, that is like, all of that is the fullest expression, because it's the truth of what our experience is in the moment and how Mm -hmm. we are connected, we can be fully, fully, fully connected to ourselves in the world without anyone, you know, seeing any sign of it, you know? Yeah. Or we, we can be that, you know, other sort of exuberant, you know, more sort of what people might think of mm-hmm. as fully expressed.
2: Mm-hmm. But for
1: me, I think that the really important piece is that authentic connection and that truth of living where we really are in that moment,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know? So that, to me, I didn't, you know, it's, it's kind of like how we don't see the sun as more fully expressed than, like, the wind or the rain,
0: Mm, yeah right oh, you, know, it, you know what
1: yeah. I mean yeah,
0: yeah yeah they're they're all an expression yeah and we need them exactly. all just like we need the the darkness and the light and and I, I guess when you talked about the dancing on the beach of course my mind first goes to okay what would I do you know <laughs> would I be would I run around and you know kind of let loose or would I be the swaying or meditating and you know I'm not, I'm not sure I think it, it probably depends on how safe I felt with everyone else I mean I think that has so much to do with our freedom of expression expression is you know how much we trust and feel safe around the people that we're with and when you were saying about Hollywood before what popped into my head with the beach story was that I think it's Carrie Underwood there's a song I hope you dance do you know which mm. song I'm talking about she says I don't
2: know.
0: well no. she, I think the main lyric is something like um, I hope that when you get the choice to sit it out or dance I hope you dance and I've always had a sort of a Tension with that idea because I thought sometimes you do just want to sit it out, you know? <laughs> like how, exactly. Do you always exactly. have to dance? And, and it's almost like you feel guilty because you're not dancing. And it's like, well, maybe I just want to watch, you know? And and I shouldn't say just want to watch. Maybe I want to watch and observe, and maybe it brings me great joy to be watching others. And and to me, that's expressing and and giving me something very valuable. Yes. Oh, I love
1: that. I felt the same just when you started to say that. I felt myself sort of tense up. Yeah. Um, in, the, in the same way I do, I actually try really hard, really try hard on like birthdays to remember not to say, happy birthday, happy birthday, hope you have fun. Mm-hmm. Because in a similar way, you know, we're all in different places all the time and, and trying to try you're really wanting to honor that mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. none is better than the other.
0: Yeah, and absolutely. I love that
1: he says it. Yeah.
0: Well, that leads me to my next question, which I think is kind of related, because in one of your posts, you tell a story about attending a workshop with um, Dr. Dan Gottlieb. And during that workshop, he said, in my experience, people seem to have a deeper relationship with the person they think they should be rather than the person they are. And you wrote that that was a wowza moment. <laughs> and I, you know, and I, I kind of agree. You know? I was like, wow, that very simply sums up a very profound truth. So if we hear that and we think that that might be true for us, what do we do with that statement, you know, with that knowledge?
1: Yeah, I think first and foremost, thanks for recalling that and bringing that back. And I I loved him for saying that, because I think about that a lot. And, you know, I think for one thing, just sort of having the consciousness of that, like just that question, wow, am I being, you know, someone I think I should be? And, you know, one of the things for me that comes up around that is the difference between, like, when we're about to do something. And it could be something, like, as simple as, like, getting dressed in the morning.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'll, like, reach for, there's a sort of an instinctual, like, oh, you know, I want to wear that. And this is, I don't know. But then there's there's the voices in my head that might say, oh, no, 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 you can't wear that. That's too fill-in-the-blank, whatever. You mm-hmm. know, or that's not blank enough, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's the difference between, like... That certain, my son calls it squawky Polly. That <laughs> rar, 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 in the head that yeah. is—it's fairly often judgmental and um, not very kind, and you know, controlling.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Versus, I think, just the sense of those gut feelings we have about who we are or, or what we want in the moment. And I'm just reminded—I just uh, somebody read this beautiful article about like the top regrets of people on their deathbeds. And I think it was like one of the top ones was, you know, people really regretting that instead of following their own instincts and their own gut about who they were, what they wanted or what they wanted to do, that, you know, they listened to what they thought they should be or should do, mm-hmm.
0: you know. It always strikes me as so interesting how much we learn when we are faced with death <laughs> and, and yeah. you know, sort of that, that end of life and, um, and how much that teaches us about life itself. That's a really powerful piece of wisdom that they've shared there.
1: Yeah. And I think now that you've said that too, Beth, that it's like that's something I remind myself every day that I'm going to die and that the people Mm -hmm. I love are going to die. And to me, it's not a morbid thing at all, but it's a way of bringing me to that place of, because you're right. There's so much at that place in life, you know, where people are transitioning. Mm -hmm. And it's like when I remind myself of that, it brings me to the place of like how much i want to live and to yeah. love today yeah. yeah and i think maybe that's another like tool for how we can live from that place of who we are rather than we should be, because it, it brings us to that, like, wow, would I want to be on at that, those last moments of my life wishing I'd worn the darn red dress, you know, that mm-hmm. day that... I <laughs> yeah. did it, you know what I
0: mean? Yeah, yeah <laughs> totally, totally. I, I was at an Indian restaurant a few weeks ago, and there was a group of mature ladies in the back and having a good old time, you know, just kind of whooping it up. And they left as I was getting ready to leave myself, and they walked past, and they all had on the purple jackets I think and red hats so they were in that you know sort of purple and red red hat society kind of thing you know and and I think I used to look at that sort of thing as a little goofy but now I see it and I'm like yeah you go (laughs) you know and wear the red hat now you know you don't have to wait and I think that's a big part of the message.
1: That's exactly it and I think that again like we know like that's the thing and here's the beautiful thing about introverts or being in that introverted place or being Mm -hmm. in that quiet, introspective place, we're able to hear things. Mm -hmm. You know, we're able to really hear, you know, they always call it that still small voice for a reason. It is such a small voice. But when we're, you know, listening to ourselves in that place of quiet and introspection, we get to really get a sense for like who we truly are and what what we do want.
0: Yeah. So the next step is to trust it. (laughs) Yes. Nice. Well, as we wrap up here, I'm, I would love to hear from you what bottom line advice or insight that you can share that anyone listening, introvert or extrovert, can put to use right now uh, to bring more celebration and joy and lightheartedness into their daily lives.
1: Mm. Can I can I cheat and give you two? Is that- sure.
0: <laughs> There's a question later you can't cheat on, but we can cheat on this one.
1: Yeah. Okay. So because I do have two. I mean, in the first one, we've already sort of talked about, you know, which is like, celebrate now remember that you know our days are limited and no matter how much we think this is just an ordinary day it isn't you know like so Mm -hmm. the first piece of advice is like every day is a special occasion that's why you know people often ask me why I wear hats all the time and that's part of it it's like it's a party today Mm -hmm. the second one is say it now because Mm -hmm. it's like it's so important all too often I do a lot of work helping people to give really imaginative and impactful gifts Mm -hmm. Um, things that really show, you know, appreciation and, you know, help people, you know, share memories that they have with people or experiential kinds of gifts. And, you know, a lot of times people are like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, I was going to do something special for her, you know, 70th birthday. And it's like, no, you know, don't wait, Mm -hmm. don't wait to tell people that you love them. Don't wait to, to give them those amazing gifts. Don't, you know, don't wait, say things now, you know, gift giving for me is a, is a real vehicle to joy I always tell people, you know, it's like there's, there's a lot of emphasis in our society of just like sort of go to the mall, buy a gift, you know, money, buy mm-hmm. things. But it's like there's a whole world of joy that is available when we are giving gifts that really like allow us to like share time with people or to show someone how, how we love them and why we love them. Mm-hmm. And so that would be my second one.
0: Nice. You're making me recall a story. I think it was on the radio that I heard several years ago about a young woman whose mother had passed away and she was going through her things. And she opened up one of her dresser drawers and found all of these like – really exquisite soaps and perfumes and and other you know just really nice luxurious things that she had never used oh. and yeah I know it, it just kind of oh. breaks your heart and I realized it's like yeah I kind of do that too I get something really nice and I quote unquote save it for a special occasion and it's like I, I love that you're reminding us that like right now this very moment is a special occasion yeah
1: mm. I, lo- I love that yeah I mean if everybody would just use one of those things that they're saving, wear some- Mm-hmm. that they've been saving for good. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing how, I mean, those that could literally could change the scope of someone's life. Yeah. That one simple thing.
0: Absolutely. Well, we're going to change your life by sending you on a three-week vacation to Introvert Island. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Oh, I'm so excited! Yeah. And you can only take three books with you. So what would you take with you and why?
1: Oh, and I love that you asked this question. I love this. Okay. So... First of all, I have a, a notebook full of poetry, my favorite poetry that I've compiled. And it's like, I don't know, hundreds of poems in there. And so that's a must because I could live on that forever. Similarly, I have a notebook that I keep of dreams that I have at night. And mm-hmm. those I feel like are just like nuggets of gold and there's stories upon stories in them of, of dreams. So I would love to dig that. And then I think the third one I would take would be a journal. It would be a journal so that I could I could write.
0: Yeah, nice. We'll give you lots of pens to make sure okay. you oh, that's no, don't <laughs> run out. Nice thick journal and lots of pens. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So, Sherry, what is the best way for people to connect with you and learn more about you and what you have to offer through Simply Celebrate?
1: People can check out my website, which is Simply celebrate.net. Mm-hmm. So there's all sorts of resources and things there. And I also just wanted to say, um, if it's okay, I'll share my email address because I wanted to offer okay. a free gift oh, great. to anyone. Yes. Yeah, so um, I wanted to offer, I have an, an ebook called Present Perfect, which is all kinds of ideas of mm. imaginative and creative gifts that you can give someone to, to deepen your relationship. And so I just wanted to offer that if anybody. You know, we're coming up on the holiday season, and I love to invite people to create love lists. If anybody, and you can write to me, and I'll send you, you know, some information on on what that is, and I have a free template for it. If anyone creates a love list in the next couple months for someone that they love, I would really, really like to send a free copy of my book, Present Perfect,
0: to them. Thank you. That's awesome.
1: So my email is Sherry, S-H-E-R-R-Y, and it's at Simply Celebrate. S-I-M-P-L-Y-C-E-L-E-B-R-A-T-E dot net.
0: Perfect. And I will make sure that makes it into the show notes and on the website so that people can uh, connect with you. I love that. You said a love list is what it's called?
1: Yeah. yeah, And so it's, you know, it's a free gift. It doesn't cost anything to make. I have a template people can use. And um, it's a a list of all the reasons you love someone. And it's one of the Mm. best gifts anybody can ever receive.
0: Absolutely. Great. Well, Sherry, it's been so fabulous chatting with you. I feel I feel jazzed up. I feel like, you know, what you're giving to the world, it's like you're spreading all sorts of good karma and, you know, reminding us to, like, live right now. And um, I think we can never hear that message too many times. So thank you for sharing your excitement with us, you know, your enthusiasm. Um, I really appreciate it. Oh, it's been
1: delightful talking to you, Beth. I just thank you so much for all that you do as well.
0: Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I hope you'll take Sherry up on her invitation to drop her an email to request your own love list template. Small gestures can make a huge difference, and I love how Sherry provides the framework and then encourages us to make it our own. Sherry's email, along with other ways to connect with her, can be found in the show notes for this episode. Remember I mentioned I was celebrating my new book, and one aspect of that is feeling tremendous gratitude for the people who have already submitted reviews to Amazon.com or on Goodreads.com. If you have read the book and have an opinion to share, I invite you to leave an honest review on the site of your choice. Thank you so much in advance for your time and your consideration. Upcoming episodes include interviews with Katrina Pollard, author of From Unknown to Expert, and David J.P. Fisher, author of Networking in the 21st Century, Why Your Network Sucks and What You Can Do About It. Stay tuned for those podcasts and more coming soon. I'm going to close with wisdom from Marianne Rodmacher, to whom this podcast is dedicated. Marianne says, Live with intention. Walk to the edge. Listen hard. Practice wellness. Play with abandon. Laugh. Choose with no regret. Appreciate your friends. Continue to learn. Do what you love. Live as if this is all there is. A very special thanks to my podcast producer, Paul Messing, and to you for sharing this time with me. This is Beth below of The Introvert Entrepreneur, and until we meet again, remember that success is an inside job.